working time. Oh yeah, baby. It's time to du -du 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 <laughs> duel. <laughs> nope. No. Sorry. Actually, not time to duel. Time. Time for. Time for anime. Gr Gridman. More <laughs> Gridman. Uh, shine on. Something like that. Why do people like anime? <laughs> okay. Good. Good start. Good energy. I feel like. I feel like. Uh, good energy. My timbre was like perfect on that. <laughs> Uh, welcome back, John, to Why Do People Like Anime? Why Do People Like John's Voice? Because it's luscious. We missed you. deep. Yeah. We really did. We missed you last week. Fuck. We being the royal we. Did you miss me? I missed you particularly because... I was getting my back uh, yeah. blasted. How was that? Uh, my body went into shock for... <laughs> From four hours later. From like blood loss and trauma. <laughs> Rollers is listening at home. I'm a, uh, a very tall man. I'm a very wide man. Yeah. And so it's I quite had, a large tattoo. I had a I had my back uh, the outline of my back piece tattoo completed. Started. Completed. Yeah. The I, I guess there's a couple couple little things, but so five hours straight of tattooing. Brutal. Yeah. It's it looks great though. I have to I'm, I have to say I'm pretty stoked on it, but it was not fun to get. Yeah. It's not fun for him to do either. It's not done yet. <laughs> it's not done yet. <laughs> and it's gonna, not even done yet. Going to be in Hawley, Pennsylvania every month for the next year. Yeah, maybe. Uh anyway, we did I did miss you last week. Um I missed you too. You did a good I, episode I, though. I thought that the the anime I watched you probably would have liked. That's always the hard part is like if I have to watch something, I can't watch like I can't watch like uh, I don't know. Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, I can't, exactly. I can't watch like Cowboy Bebop or something, and yeah. then be like, "Oh, John's not here," so I just picked like a lightweight anime, and then uh, it turned out be to be pretty beautiful and something I thought you would have liked. So that's the problem. Is like I, I hate watching things without you. We watch very few things without each other. Yeah. Even like when I start something, I'm usually like, "Julie, get in here!" Like, uh, if it starts to be good, you're like, "We have to watch this together." Yeah, I started watching a uh, True Detective by myself, a show neither of us had seen, and I got like three episodes into it, and then I had to. You had to be like, <laughs> had to get the start Julie over. Yeah, which yeah. was which was amazing, by the way. Oh yeah, I I liked it. It turned out pretty cool. We're about seven years late on it, but well, the first season of True Detective. <laughs> uh fantastic season two not working well, uh, so far we got one and a half episodes in and it's like i'm bored so I, th I think it's a totally different team no really just the same name it's just like all over the place yeah it's kind of like the american horror story phenomenon where they're like oh we can just like tag put this on a new story and with new characters and yeah. it's like i don't know i feel like the the key was uh mr mcconaughey uh <laughs> McConaughey's performance. Yeah, he he was uh yeah, McConaughey and uh what's his name? Yeah, Woody Harrelson. Yeah. They both were really good to, good with each other and I think that the the writing was just so That's the thing about like I think TV shows like that, you know. I mean, an hour is a long time for programming, but at the same time it's like you really want to focus on a, a couple characters at most. Mm -hmm. Unless good unless, good story structure too. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about this. I really enjoy stories that start at the end and almost act as a retelling and then pick up, like, in present time. Right. F like, 
in the middle. Yeah. No, it's a it's a good uh, narrative technique. I did have a hard time taking Matthew McConaughey seriously, though, in, in True Detective. Interesting. I mean, I, I the minute that he started like monologuing or whatever, I was like, I'm Matthew McConaughey, and I'm a serious actor. I guess so. I think I liked it enough that I was able to kind of, uh, I guess, shut down like the meta mm-hmm. narrative of, of him producing and yeah acting in the show i I will say i got past it pretty quickly but it was very like this is silly in the beginning speaking of silly in the beginning uh follow us on instagram at why do people like anime and buy our merch we're gonna have a little black friday sale so look out for that sale just a little sale for our t-shirts and our hats everyone who's been buying stuff um it's kind of incredible that more people like in terms of like looking at the sales, I believe that a lot more people that we don't know have bought stuff than people we do know. Yeah. <laughs> which is kind of nuts. Yeah, no, I. Uh, it's always surprising. It's always surprising how little your friends support your creative endeavors. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna get. I mean, I'm gonna get text messages. King Anime <laughs> is here to say. Okay. What the? <laughs> what the hell? Um, it's okay. No, but I mean, yeah, no, the, we're going to have a little sale on Black Friday. So if you've been thinking of getting a shirt or a, a hat, uh, this would be a good now, opportunity to get it. This would be a good time. Or if Just you want to gift it to somebody who either oh, likes a little Christmas present. A little Christmas present. You a also have Hanukkah some, gift. You also have some really good, I feel like, uh, like stocking stuffer gifts. Yeah, we got stickers and, you know, from don't, like, don't some, sell some the of the sh- good. Don't, uh, don't sell the, the store short. You yeah, got, you got a lot of wares. I got some good stuff. So head on over to our Instagram, and there will be, there will be links. There will be links. Uh, that wasn't really the segue I was gonna do. I was gonna segue something into... that was silly at the beginning, but yeah. ended up being good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I was gonna. T- well, I, that's true. This anime started silly, ended up being good, but also we just watched the live action version, original. Gridman. Yeah, we Which uh, is called Ultraman? No, it's called Gridman. What is Ultraman? Ultraman is another uh what is the it's it's not kaiju, it's uh Tonka Tonkatsu. It's not Tonkatsu because that's food. I'm sorry. Toku it's <laughs> I was just looking at it. Tokusatsu. I was close, okay. I yeah. need to start with a T. So I mean I guess it, I guess kaiju like does fall into that, but it's also like Power Rangers. So uh ultraman we have that poster over there that's ultraman and all of his enemies um and then next to him is common rider and all of his uh kaiju counterparts um (laughs) so ton toku tokusatsu tokusatsu anime no, just tokusatsu. It's it's like it's like live action, so it's like power. It's like Super power Sentai. Yeah, which is Power Rangers, right? And Common Rider and the Metal Heroes. I don't know what Metal and Heroes then is. Th- it says that the Ultra series is one of the most prominent tokusatsu superhero genre productions from Japan. Ultraman, I believe, is probably the most popular one, more so than Super Sentai. And but th- but Gridman is not Ultraman. Is that what we're saying here? Gridman is not Ultraman. Gridman is its own thing, but it is similar. Oh, very similar. Okay, I see the yeah. I see the difference now. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, it's like the Ultraman di- phenomenon is on Wikipedia. 
It's like Digimon to Pokemon. Mm, got it, got it, got it. Sort got it, maybe. Got it. I don't know. That might be like a light. A bit of a stretch. bit of a stretch. But we watched the uh, Tokusatsu original Gridman Hyper Agent uh, on YouTube. I guess the whole show is on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised. But it was very funny. It looks like a lot of fun. It looks, yeah. And it looks like it looks like it was ahead of its time. <laughs> I was kind of I was I was kind of impressed by the uh, computer effects and like the sets, because I I get I I I, uh, I imagine to sort of differentiate itself from Sentai and all the other uh, Tokusatsu out there, they probably had to have its own thing. So that the thing in this one was like, okay, the monster fight's going to be in like a computer world. Mm. So that computer <laughs> world does appear in this anime, but I, I like that the way that they kind of had it appear in the in the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to see it because I was looking up the original, and it said that they use like a camera technique that uh, is like a slow motion camera, which like gets the effect. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a special. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a D two digital video, which is like a slow motion photography camera which which allows for some of those like crazier technology shots and i think it's used in the intro where it's like traveling through the computer yeah i, I could be wrong but i was just like okay let me see this slow motion camera from the 80s <laughs> totally in action i think 93 93 Whatever. um so to to regroup here this week we watched sssss dot gridman yes uh an anime series by studio trigger yes 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 and this is a gridman uh i I guess this is an adept this is like a i'm assuming they have the they bought the rights or they somehow acquired the rights to the gridman character i would call it a light reboot maybe a light reboot but i don't I think this is a reboot of the character like uh, Devilman Crybaby was of the Devilman character. Yeah. In that they're using the character in kind of a different story or to sort of illustrate a different point about either that kind of media or that kind of character. Mm-hmm. Um, they're paying homage to the original, but also some a little bit of creating their own thing. Totally. Um, for, for a more a present day audience. you know. Yeah. Before we get into the plot or whatever, I love this show. You really liked it. I yeah, this is probably top five of the year. Wow. It's I was uh, I was kind of blown away by this show. Yeah, I I will say there were some very clear parallels to Neon Genesis. Obviously, besides the fact that there are literal like references references to Neon Genesis Evangelion uh, in the show, like. The academy or whatever, the team Neon Genesis Junior High, Junior High Academy, or something. I think it's just Junior High. And then there's like a bit where he's like writing on the paper, and it's like God, God's in his heaven or whatever. All that aside, all the references aside, I I thought that this show. Um, so one thing I th- I think I I run into a lot with anime that that sort of bothers me is. Um, just like pacing in general. So like mm. either things will get really intense really quickly or things will um, things will take too long to build or they'll build in one way for six episodes and then go another way the last six episodes. Mm-hmm. 
every single episode and every single scene in this show felt like it was very purposeful. Mm-hmm. Like there was no scene that felt like it was just for the sake of filling time or whatever. Everything, I think, kept building the characters, kept sort of building the world, um, sort of kept adding to like the mystery. And like the, the whole show has like, so the show's about this kid who wakes up and has amnesia, um, isn't sure where he is. Uh, and, and so he starts hanging out with this girl at his school who's sort of like trying to help him get back on his feet. He starts noticing these giant kaiju sort of in, in the fog and no one else can see it. Um, she takes him to her mom's junk store and there's a computer in the store and on the screen is Gridman who's telling him he has a, he has an important duty to, to do. Yeah. Um, You have a mission. He has a mission. And so, and then kaiju start coming out, and he uh, is later able to jump into the computer, merge with Gridman, and become a giant Gridman to fight the kaiju, and, and kind of go from there. So the, the main mystery of the show is sort of like, why does this character have amnesia? Mm-hmm. Who Gridman is, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, what this Who world is Gridman? What this world is, why there's kaiju, and then... Yeah, where are the kaiju coming from? As the story sort of expands, new characters are introduced, and it, the, the world slowly gets bigger, and, and you know details kind of emerge as it goes on. Mm. It never... Uh, there, there are a couple moments in the beginning where I was like, oh, should we be learning this information this quickly? Right. But it, it actually... <laughs> it kind of keeps moving the scope backwards so that you know what you think is sort of the show kind of um expands into something else but also it all kind of keeps the same narrative uh i think speed yeah like uh it starts off with like okay we gotta battle the kaiju and then it's like well where are the kaiju coming from and and you're like one and i and i agree it's like once you find out where the kaiju are coming from i was like oh god how are we gonna like how is the story gonna continue from here because it's very like battle oriented each episode it's like what's the battle gonna be you know totally Uh, how are we gonna achieve the battle this time or whatever yeah and then when the kaiju creator is like revealed it gets more complicated and kind of the story changes to from like a maybe traditional sort of battle the monster defeat the enemy uh you know storyline to something more complicated kind of reminded me of of serial experiments lane a little bit yeah totally and sort of like what happens with neon genesis where it's like oh no it's not just like a a mech show anymore it's like uh, and that's what i mean there's like subtle nods to that story in like living in a fantasy world and and uh a simple story having like way deeper connotations or whatever yeah i feel like um the the show there's there's little winks and nods to even galleon but the same like it really like it felt like me to like its own thing like its own thing entirely in some in in a lot of ways in the sense that i imagine that uh, the creators were like, okay, like, yeah, we're, we want to do this thing that's sort of about tokusatsu and, like, you mm-hmm. know, big robots and stuff like that. I'm sure they were fans of Evangelion and kind of recognized that, like, oh, like, we're sort of doing mm-hmm. 
existential questions about giant robots there are going to be some parallels we gotta tip our gotta tip our caps to the there's little moments that i'm like this is similar it's like when uh when they're like when when they realize that maybe the kaiju is a person and so like can we really kill the kaiju if there's a person behind it and by killing a person by killing the kaiju uh, like that's like a big moral question at one point and it reminded me of when Shinji's like supposed to battle uh 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 not Ray. Asuka? Yeah, he's supposed to battle Asuka when she's like going crazy. Yeah. And his dad's like, kill Asuka and it's like I can't, she's a person. Yeah. I was like, ah, same thing. Right. I'll also say that um so this I don't know if we mentioned it, but this anime is produced by Studio Trigger, our who boys, also, who also produced uh, Kill a Kill. Yes, and that one Star Wars Vision segment that I actually enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, I like this this style that they have at Studio Trigger. Studio Trigger, I think, is is very good at animation. Um, very talented, but this I think this show and the show kind of illustrated to me that they have a very keen understanding of how to write characters mm-hmm. or sort of like how much information you should have you should put into each character mm-hmm. in the context of an anime program and sort of and, and and the ways in which you can kind of make these characters interesting and compelling and unique and unique even if their role in the show is like is pretty small. minimal yeah like you can like if, if i'm like hey remember the bored older guy in the in the in the group right like you know what i'm talking about you know it's yes. like like every every no character has the same personality as another character and no one has like like stock anime personalities ever yeah and everyone's got sort of a distinguishing element about them like short girl in the the team or the girl that wears a face mask to school yeah <laughs> it's like you you can sort of pull these different characters and distinguish them Whereas it's not just like girl with black hair, <laughs> right? Yeah, or like oh the Sundari girl who's right. like th- there's some of that, but like all the all the characters are like a little deeper, I-, I think, than like the the kind of basic tropes in that sense. And I'll also, and before we like kind of dive into like what the hell happened in this anime and why you know why specifically, um, I'll also say that I think Studio Trigger is does an exceptional job at making compelling antagonists that aren't necessarily like evil yeah like i think that the your relationship to the the main whoever is presented as the main bad guy in the show uh often changes and even if like the character's allegiances or you know motivations or whatever don't change completely to like good guy or whatever you still even before it hits that point, you're still sort of invested in that character and you really like them to some degree. I'm, you know, I'm thinking in kill a kill, like the, uh, the, the club president, yeah. or the student body president, rather. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember her name. I can't the girl remember in white name. with black hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was, that was like your favorite character of the show. Oh, I loved her. Yeah. No, yeah. she was she was complex. She wasn't just like big bad, you know. Yeah, no. And same same with this one. Um, hang on, I, I have the character names. Uh, Akanane Shinjo. Yeah, Shinjo, Shinjo Akan Akane Akane. 
Akanane Shinjo, someday. Someday we'll get it right. Not today, though. But she was kind of one note at the beginning and then became very complicated as the show went on to the point where you were like, you didn't just want her to die or something or lose. Because, um, like, let's get into it. She So Shinjo is – so as um, Yuta is the main character. Yeah. He's the character who has amnesia, and so he's sort of um, – he sort of reads, you know, he's back in class. There's this girl uh, who sits next to him named Akane Shinjo, who is like, I think she's kind of like the popular girl in some way. Like she has purple hair, yeah. uh, has a lot of friends, is like very bubbly and like upbeat. Voluptuous. Yeah, voluptuous. Uh, that's, we should probably talk about that at some point. Um, the, like, very popular, very posy. Uh, things are great. Yeah. Um. And then it becomes, as the show kind of progresses, you sort of see her home life. I guess is what you could call it. Sure. And so she's kind of like a, a neat. You know what a neat is? No. I guess it doesn't apply to her since she's in school. But a neat, it's like a, it's an acronym for not in education, employment, or training. <laughs> so it's like it's like nerd that stays home and just like games all day. Huh. Okay. Okay. So she, yeah. uh, her home. It's like um. She has rows and rows of like uh, display cases filled with different kaiju. Yeah. And like a, a big ass computer with like giant monitors and like all these like trash bags uh, just like lining the floor. Like you can't see her floor in her, her room. It's just all trash bags. And um, it becomes you, you soon learn that she's the one creating these kaiju. Yeah. And you don't really understand how in the beginning. Um, you just know that she's she's somehow kind of creating these kaiju, and she she's, also she's sculpting them out of clay. Yeah, she's sculpting them out of clay, and she has, uh, I guess, a partner slash like accomplice who's like this very strange looking robot guy with a great voice, with a incredible the 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 dub voice is incredible. Um, Alexis. Alexis, it's very strange alien that yes. you, la- you later learn he's an alien um but he's also on the computer so it's kind of like okay we've got Gridman on one computer and then she's also got like kind yeah. of a Gridman-y type thing on her computer it's That's like true. oh like robot v robot there's like a whole secondary level to this world and there's other other forces at play right in the beginning it's like oh there's other forces yeah but what are they you know totally and so it's like, you know, her home life, it's like, you know, at, at school, she's very bubbly and fun and all this. And then at home, she's like very morose and like depressed and angry, angry and nihilistic. Mm, yeah. And it's a very, uh, you know, you sort of get you get more and more kind of glances into that interior life of her. And, um, you know, because like at the beginning, it's like, you know, she's like the she's like the antagonist, like she's evil. They haven't figured out. And it's like it's like a cool dynamic because it's so it's it's Yuda, uh, his friend Riki, mm-hmm. um, and I forget what the other boy's name is. I think it's like Sho or, um, yeah, Sho. Yeah. So they they all get they're all in the same class together, and so like they're sort of, you know, they're friends with uh, Shinjo, but like they don't they don't really understand like what's fully going on with her and stuff like that. So they're sort of navigating i guess like their friendship with her to some extent 
um all the while like they're sort of battling each other like on this like huge scale um and so there's also like added weirdness because after every like giant kaiju battle like everyone every no nobody ever remembers what happens not only does nobody remember what happens but people lost people who were killed during the attack didn't die didn't die just yesterday they had died they were already dead yeah almost as if these people's memory like parents memories were rewritten like i'm thinking of the 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 girls in the first battle i think yeah where they go to the house and they're like we're so sorry for your loss and it's like is this some kind of joke like She's been dead since middle school. Yeah, they're like they're asking like why why she wasn't in school and, and the dad's oh, yeah, like, right. "The hell's wrong with you?" Yeah, yeah. The first episode's like really brutal because the way that like it's like the kids are in like a in school or whatever, and the fucking kaiju just like shoots like fireballs at them and just like destroys the school, inc- incinerates yeah. them. Yeah, it's it's really it's fucked. Um, totally crazy. Yeah. But, uh, so something is resetting everyone's memories, yeah. right, in the in the whole city. And repairing everything. And it's yeah. unclear if it's Gridman or something else. Yeah, no one can really understand, like, what's happening exactly. But the only people that can remember what happened are Yuta, Riki, and, like, uh, Sho, yeah. right? Yeah. So they kind of are like, okay, what the hell is going on? <laughs> right. And then it kind of evolves from there. So there's these, the, that's when the sort of like the team shows up, starting with Caliber, right? And uh, he's sort of like a mysterious element. But then it's revealed that he can also blast into the, you know, what do they say? Uh Go go Power Rangers activate or whatever. They have some phrase. They've got their little like, you know, activation phrase, and then he turns into a sword, and uh, Utah is able to turn into Gridman, right? Very funny scene where Caliber, like, I don't know, is like unaware of like Earth physics, and like run like he's like walking into a doorway, but he has like a sword on his back, and so he like crashes into <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Just, just black. Just you know, classic slapstick humor. Yeah, doesn't fit through the door. It's very solid. I liked his character. He was great. He was, and it's like none of the characters like um, you don't need like the the Neon Genesis Junior Highs like their like backstory. It's like they're it's like we're here to help Gridman, and you sort they of they all show up. They all show help, up to help you, out. And you kind of accept it. You don't need to know too much about their character. Like their personalities are pretty like apparent immediately. Yeah. Don't don't overcomplicate things. Like I really enjoyed that like and they they did this in Kill a Kill too. Like when uh like Riki's mo- mom is like the owner of the junk shop where the junk computer that Gridman's on is just like at and uh she doesn't she doesn't seem to mind that these four strangers are hanging out with her daughter and yeah. two of the, her high school friends or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't phase her at all. She's just, she's like, okay. Like, she even sees them go, like, blast into the computer and she's like, it's probably fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's not. She's unfazed. Yeah. Yeah, I like that she was also, like, kind of an aloof asshole. 
Right. <laughs> like she's she's kind of a she's kind of a jerk to Riki in the beginning. Yeah. Um so uh as Shin, so the episode structures in the beginning of the of the show are like you know, Shinjo sort of figures out how to like make a new kaiju that can fight Gridman and then they sort of find a way to get around it. Um and so I think Shinjo picks up on the fact that they're sort of um wary about killing a a, a human. Mm. And so her her next move is to make a kaiju that is a human uh named Anti. Right. Um and so Anti is like Anti's entire purpose on earth as as he is conceived. He's like a his white hair, he's like kind of short. Um but his entire purpose is to kill Gridman. Right. And he and he turns into like a giant kaiju. Um to fight Gridman and in, in, in the beginning is successful and beats Gridman. <laughs> um, Anti kind of reminded, I guess to make a comparison kind of reminded me of like the, uh, and, and this is kind of, this kind of happens in, I think the show and it's sort of like an intentional point is to like kind of have similarities to like the other, um, the other like shows like Sentai and stuff like that, where like you have like your five main characters and then your six character who, is like kind of like an anti sentai <laughs> and his, yeah. his name is anti yeah, which is anti literally anti <laughs> um and so he, he reminded me of like uh i don't know how familiar you are with power rangers but let's hear it uh you know tommy like the green ranger sure so he's introduced in the beginning as like a new kid at school but he's like he he's like created by like the the, the bad guy in that show to like kill the power rangers mm. and so he has his own megazord that's like a big like green dragon mm. and the design of anti's uh kaiju form sort of like reminded me of like the i mean different color and you know but it did sort of remind me of like tommy's dragon <laughs> in power rangers yeah so i feel like there there's like some weird kind of illusion there and so beats gridman um i forget how gridman beats him back I can't remember. We 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 kind of watched all of them really quickly. So I don't I don't remember. It. I sh- I kind of like didn't realize that Anti was like a creation until like a couple episodes after he was introduced. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know why it didn't register to me that that uh, Akane sh- like made him <laughs> to yeah. to exist. I, because there's like other characters that show up that I also didn't really understand. Oh, he he gets the, gets the big fists. He merges with Max. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Because there's like, uh, and then you know it's like, oh, I'm a kaiju, and then later on she's like, you were my worst creation or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like your your failed. failed creation. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I was like, oh. Right, got it. <laughs> yeah. Which I, you know, I I don't mind that when watching a show that I'm not like, if I if I'm not following something a hundred percent, like, and I realize something later, that's still a success of the show in my mind. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if 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 I realize if I'm not just like focused and not paying attention, and then have to like realize something after the fact. Yeah. Still, still probably works out for me you know totally. <laughs> as a viewer um random sort of uh something that kind of uh, uh i've read a couple people kind of alluding to this I'm, I'm curious what you thought did you think that shinjo and and riki's characters were at all 
uh, queer coded. Wait, Riki and uh, Akane? Yeah. Oh, that they were like in love or something? Yeah. Hmm. Because the next episode after uh, they get invited to hang out with these four boys and when Shinjo realizes that like one of, they all like really like Riki, she gets kind of jealous and... And leaves. And leaves <laughs> and kills them. Oh, and kills them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then as the show kind of progresses there... They are next to die. <laughs> their relationship sort of progresses, but... Uh, I don't think of... I didn't think of it as a, as a, like, oh, she's in love with her or something. I thought of it more as, like, a, we've talked about the, like, intense friendship bond between, like, girls in anime. And I thought of it more as, like, that's what they were supposed to be. Hmm. Like the the like perfect, like best friends. Best friends, yeah. Yeah. But I can see it. I mean, I can see it. Yeah. Like I I I can see it as sort of a, um, like a fan fiction type thing that they would be secretly in love or whatever. Yeah. But I read it mostly as like you're supposed to be my best friend. That like especially f- coming off of K on like watching K on <laughs> where it's like we're perfect best friends and I will support you till the end. This seemed like a lot more of a realistic, yeah, or at least closer to like a, a friendship than yeah K on. Yeah, exactly. K on was definitely uh, abstract or unrealistic in that sense. But I mean, it is revealed later on that like Akane it. it she she like drops the bomb that like she made her or something yeah <laughs> and and we were both like wait what <laughs> yeah so uh later on in the show uh another kaiju human reaches out to yuta and sort of and kind of gives him the rundown of like the, the the real story behind shinjo and it turns out that shinjo is a god yeah and the whole city that they inhabit in is is her creation she's made she's not making she's not just making the kaiju She's made all of you and the entire city, and there is nothing beyond the city. Yeah. Which is, like, kind of a fun... It's, like... that we're, we're both, like, what? Not at all, like, where I thought the show was, like, headed to. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it becomes it becomes clear that Riki is, like, a creation of 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 Shinjo to be her friend and to love her. Um, yeah. Platonically, as it's... it's Unca- but, like, everyone... Was- Dead battery. <laughs> so yeah, what, what what was I saying? Um, so Riki... every everyone was supposed to love her unconditionally. Right. Yeah, and so uh, I, I will, I'll say that I I thought that um, I think Riki's character probably like one of my favorite anime characters in a show. I feel like she. Uh, I don't know. It was like. I feel like that's like she was like a realistic portrayal of like a human, but also I think a lot of shows try and and attempt to show a character being really kind or caring about the friends and stuff like that. But like I feel like it was like she was like one of the first characters to actually have like a balance between actual like concerns as like a person, but also like trying to care about the people around her. Mm-hmm. And as the show kind of progresses, like she comes to terms with the fact that you know she's like this creation that 
Akane made, but she's uh, okay with that. Yeah. But she, it's like, yes, you, you've you created me with this in mind, but, like, I'm also, like, sentient or whatever. Honestly, it reminded me of, like, Christian creation stories or whatever that, like, yeah. how come God didn't make us all perfect? And it's like, he's given you free will. And so I think her being like, okay, well, you made me with this purpose in mind, but I have free will, and I'm telling you that I am choosing the thing that you made me to be yeah despite knowing that that's why i was made there was a, there was something else that we watched recently that had a similar theme where somebody was like yes you've created me to be this way but i want to be this way huh i'm okay with it i can't remember oh man i hope it comes to me hmm. but uh i don't know i i, I liked I liked her character too. You're you're shocked at me saying that. What? At me saying that I she's one of my favorite characters. A little bit. You could expand on it. <laughs> no, I mean I just think that she was. Um, I I kind of wish her character was like expanded a little more because she sort of. So, um, I mean, I guess spoilers. Yeah. Uh, so Yuda, you sort of learn later on that. Um, Yuda isn't just, uh, he's not, he's not just having amnesia. It's because, uh, Gridman is inhabiting him. Yeah. And is sort of, and is sort of enacting his will in the real world while Yuda is, I, I guess it's kind of like a being John Malkovich situation where like someone's taking control of your body and your actions while you're sort of unaware of it happening. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. guess in being John Malkovich, the person is aware, but. I digress. So, <laughs> so Yuda's kind of like a shell in the show. Yeah. So I think in terms of like the grid man side of things, Riki really is kind of like the emotional core of that team. And I think <laughs> she's sort of the one kind of driving things forward in terms of like, um, you know, not to say that like Yuda doesn't like, I think there's like, I think they like, they, they can, they, they confront uh, Shinjo kind of early on and just being like, you know, you're killing these people. Like, they have, like, families and stuff, too. Like, people are affected. Yeah, I do like that Riki was, like, once she realized that it was Akane, like, making... Akane Shinjo. Sorry, we keep saying the the, the opposite name. Uh, once she realizes that it's it's her, uh, she's like, we can't, we can't fight this kaiju. It's her. Yeah. We're going to be hurting her by doing this. So, right. like, we can't fight her. I'm not behind this. And she, like, leaves. Yeah. And they're like, uh, and especially show is like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. We obviously have to fight the kaiju. It's killing everything. And I think it was, like, the festival episode where it was, like, uh, Akane Shinjo was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna unleash my next kaiju at the festival. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like she's she realized that they're Gridman somehow too, like associated with Gridman, because they remember things that they yeah, shouldn't. They, yeah, they keep they keep remembering things, and I think she slowly kind of pieces it together because right shows also into like kaiju. Right. Um. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think one of my favorite episodes was the dream, the dream episode. Yeah, that was uh, that, that one kind of caught, caught me off guard. I was like, oh okay. Yeah, a all the Mujin train. <laughs> yeah, a little a little bit like Mujin train. So it's like the the episode opens with um, the care like like, and I, I thought like, oh shit, maybe we skipped an episode, but like, um, the show sort of starts right at the beat like right from like the first episode again but yeah shinjo has sort of inserted herself to where riki's character was in terms of like guiding uh yuda through like the you know his through amnesia. through his amnesia and stuff and kind of um that kind of thing and she's you know, like we're boyfriend and girlfriend yeah there's also <laughs> that like, oh cool <laughs> yeah and 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 she sort of she slowly becomes friend and she's like also like friends with show and in Riki and hangs out with them and stuff like that. And they, they and they sort of slowly realize things are kind of too good to be too true. good to be true. And that Gridman is 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 trying to reach them through like he's you can see like his like shadow and like the uh, his reflection in, like the buildings and stuff like that. I I thought that uh, sexuality was used in certain. And granted, there's some definitely like some like pretty like anime moments of like fan service or whatever. Mm-hmm. but i feel like sexuality was like at least used in a more realistic way or at least like a way that feels not uh sophomoric or like not childish right mm, i honestly don't know how i felt about it because like i was kind of like okay this is gonna happen right like uh especially i i just felt like because of the type of show but then there's like bits where Akane is like obviously being like flirtatious and provocative. Right. For I'm trying to remember. I remember the the title of the the show provocation. was like provocation. Yeah. Well, it I was mean, almost like her way of trying to get these people to like her more. Or yeah. Something. Definitely. But then there was also like instead of uh, no beach episode, but they did go white they, water rafting. <laughs> they went white water rafting, <laughs> I, which I, I thought was great. I really like that episode too because yeah. it, it really. I think we kind of discussed it in Kon, but like I think like the the promise of the beach episode is to like see the characters in like a less stressful setting, and I think that it kind of it kind of achieved that. Yeah. We're like And it's cheap putting them all in, in bathing suits. Yeah. So there you go. That's where I mean that's kind of where I, I I sort of also question like whether these characters are queer coded because there's a moment where like Shinjo asks Riki to uh put oh, sunscreen yeah. on her. On her front or whatever. Yeah, and it's like there's like this there's like moment. Yeah. But I mean I don't I don't know if there's many moments that we've seen in anime that where like a woman is like trying to seduce a male. Hmm. I mean, maybe, but like, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Because like, there's there's a moment where like Shinjo appears in uh, Yuta's house and is like on his bed, <laughs> and is like trying to like trying to like convince him to right, come yeah, to, yeah, to come to his side, to come to her side. Yeah. Right. She's like very suggestive with like a pillow. That's what I. That's what I mean. Yeah. Is she's like, oh, if I can't like convince these people through me being just nice and and perfect and everything like maybe it's maybe i can convince them by like you know through affection yeah 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 i thought i thought shinjo and yuda's relationship was kind of interesting because she i mean in the beginning she also kind of takes the initiative to like re-become friends with him 
kind of immediately like when he's in like the, his state of amnesia mm. so she's like kind of uh in a, in a way that feels like sincere not like like she's actively kind of taking an interest in him and trying to like help him in some way mm-hmm. and kind of and it kind of remains that way up until i think she realizes that he's a grid man um so i think she has some level of affection for him and is like i i think that she's probably not sure how to deal with attraction in like a healthy way right and interacts with this and and sort of i mean so i I mean she's she's like kind of sorry to interrupt but like she's crafted her her world around her to like be what she thinks is how it's supposed to be right and it's not working right yeah but and 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 she yeah and even that like she doesn't really understand like what a relationship is or even like what love is Mm -hmm. which is i think why he kind of becomes aware that like this isn't real like when he's under the illusion that like they're boyfriend and girlfriend yeah like i think that's when she's just like she's like i'm just gonna this is how it's supposed to be like i'm playing the narrative the way it's supposed to go yeah like we're playing the part or whatever but it's Mm -hmm. not like a real it's just a facsimile of a relationship yeah big theme in the show is to that you can't live in in a fantasy world Right, even if um, you hate the world as it exists and you create this fantasy world to try and make yeah. everything perfect. I mean, that's you kind can't, of... You can't hide from it. You yeah. Know? I mean, that's kind of... I, I think that's why I like the show so much and specifically, like, I, I really like Shinjo's character because, like, I think she's, like, this embodiment of uh, sadness almost, mm-hmm. of, like, escapism and trying to get away from all of the things that are like painful about existence mm. you know like i feel like like in, in some way i feel like the show is like so abstracted to the point where it's like you know it's like it's like she's a god but like there's no you know you never you never learn necessarily like the mechanisms or like the laws in which like she is a god in this world i sort of interpret it to mean like in the narrative of this story this girl has uh descended so far into unreality or fantasy or whatever that she's created this entire world like this is what happens when like a someone who is so kind of shunned from society or can't relate to other people and is so disassociated like they create their own world and like what would happen and how that would unfold Mm. and especially like and i think it's i think it's especially um poignant that this is like an adaptation of Gridman. you know what i mean it's like it's like if you close your eyes and imagine like, you know, I don't want to go to work. Like, I just want to imagine that like I'm in like Power Rangers or something or like something <laughs> really simple. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where I get to like kind of control everything and everyone likes me and I'm all powerful and right. this kind of thing. And it's sort of and the show kind of plays through like, well, what would actually happen in that? And, you know, the fact that, yeah, probably it's not actually going to fix anything if you're just kind of kind of insulate yourself in this like world of delusion yeah yeah no that all makes sense i think they there's like uh some allusion to like her what is it obvious like when i like a show versus like when i'm like not invested yes of course (laughs) you have so much more to say about shows that you like 
which <laughs> I'm, is not surprising. Or or shows that you really don't like. like it's, <laughs> it's the middling shows that we struggle with. Like I feel like I feel like in other shows I'd just be like, I mean, yeah, I had a lot of Power Rangers toys as a kid. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How much you talk about the characters and their motivations and the themes and versus like sort of my interpretation anecdotes. of it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, what were you gonna say? Uh, she, I think there's some some allusion to like her being from like a god world or something yeah there's a little bit but I, it's I, so like i i accept that as sort of like where she's from or whatever like some some faraway place right and she wanted to create something i think okay i think it's like a perfect metaphor for like what if my life was perfect right what if i had everything the way that i want it to be right would I be happy? And like the her the uh, that's what she's struggling with is like she's like I've made it perfect. I've got this perfect like if if something's not right and not working for me, I can destroy. I can it. destroy it with yeah. these kaiju, right? And so theoretically, I should be able to have pretty good control over this world and the people in it and make it perfect for me and my life. And then I can have best friends and a boyfriend and all of these things. But for whatever reason, the way that she's made it is, even though it's perfect, is not perfect because she has to keep destroying it. Yeah. And by destroying it, she's, uh, it's sort of like if you cut something into a thousand pieces from, and then try to tape it all back together. <laughs> it's still going to be very fragile and broken. <laughs> yeah. And so the more that she has to like use the kaiju to, to fix her world, the more it sort of falls apart. Yeah. And that, that's what I liked about it is like, uh, the, the idea that like, even if you had everything you wanted, there's still like the possibility that you wouldn't be happy. Totally. So, And it, and I feel like that is all about mindset because it's like if I can only have all the things that I want, then I'll be happy. But like if I can just appreciate what I have and the people that care about me, then that might be a more realistic answer. Yeah. Like constant affection from everyone is not going to make you happy, but like meaningful relationships are going to make you happy. Right. Yeah, definitely. I was a little crushed by the ending with Riki. It was it was very sad. Yeah. Should we talk about the action at all? Yeah, I was I was just before bring we that get up. there. <laughs> um, I think the action in the show is also incredibly well done. Mm -hmm. um, did you like? Did you like the kaiju? I did. The kaiju were very the like all the all the monster designs were really good and and interesting. The the way that I think the the, the reason I like the action so much is that it feels like they're all guys in suits no. <laughs> when, when they're <laughs> really? fighting each other. Yeah. Cause like they, they never do any like crazy, like anime shit, but it's all like, it all feels like it, it's like these characters could like, it could be like a toku satsu, right. you know, where it's like a guy in a, in a, in a grid man suit fighting, fighting another guy, guy like in a dinosaur suit, <laughs> like suplexing him and, you know, right. throwing him around and, 
Yeah, I think there was sort of paying homage to that. Yeah, totally. The fights are all done in CGI, which mm-hmm. I think in depending on the show, like we've sort of been critical of that. But I also I feel like the CGI really works in this show because it, it sort of adds another layer of like kind of I think unreality to everything, but also it kind of it kind of changes I think like the tone of like the way that they fight and that kind of thing. Can I complain about something? Yeah. Real quick. Let's hear it. I don't understand. Like, you know in Power Rangers when they're like, I'll be the head and I'll be the left arm yeah. and I'll be the leg. And it's like, how does this how does this function? How does this work? I'm just supposed to believe. Is it just like the power and magic of uh, friendship or something that's supposed to power grid like a, a multi-unit transformer like what the, robot? What the engineering <laughs> is behind uh, robots Because in this combining. show, it's like... It, the whole point is like, oh, Gridman, he's now got a sword. And it's like, well, we got to power him up even more to fight the bigger kaiju. Okay, we're going to yeah. give him rocket ship legs or whatever so he can yeah. fly. And it's like, <laughs> and, ne- and it's like, oh, we got we to gotta size him down so we can give him fucking giant arms or whatever to hold his I mean, the, mega the, sword. Yeah, the, the no, the, te- the tech in the show does not... Uh... I wouldn't. I wouldn't try and waste brain cells trying to figure out how. I'm just saying, Power Rangers always bothered me that they they just like all like clipped onto each other or whatever to these, make like the the whole robot work or whatever. These perfect robots that like ran on magical fuel that like <laughs> combined and they could just like kind of you know. Well, I was always like, how how are who's running the who's who's moving this thing? Who's controlling it? <laughs> who's controlling the robot? Because they all end up in that little like control room. Control like yeah, they've all got their which I like. You know, all the seats go to the control room. It's not like I'm in the leg. Yeah, cranking the the leg lever <laughs> back and forth. Right. <laughs> I like um I like in the Power Rangers movie when they all combine. They're so like they all have like their own cockpits and like the individual swords, but then like. When they combine their seats, like go back, and I'm assuming like into like an elevator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and then, like then shoots them into like the main control room. Blasts them forward. I really liked like elevators like that as a kid. Yeah. Like specifically in like movies and stuff. Elevators that went left and right and yeah. and sideways. I mean, I think like I think that's part of it, right? Where it's like you have to, they have to be a team, and they have to like power this singular unit together, and and learn how to like walk together, and like how to like make the thing motion correctly i guess so like a, i mean i know that's what it is it's but... like a, it's like a testament to their uh chemistry and teamwork right okay sure i just think it would be a lot harder to oh it'd be fucking to... impossible i think it would be harder to to captain a robot in a fight with five people versus one person like in an ava like where you're literally doing the thing that the robot's doing. We need a we need a Does, Megazord versus uh, Ava Unit One. I guess in Power Rangers it's kind of like slow motion fighting though, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, they're not they're not moving very quick. <laughs> versus like in this where they're like flipping and flying yeah. and doing complicated maneuvers. Yeah. Which is why I was like, I mean, I I guess the one thing is like in this show in Gridman when like each unit combines onto Gridman they uh it's not like in Power Rangers like they're all in the control room or whatever it's like they are literally the thing that they are 
They become like a sentient like rocket or whatever. Yeah, like caliber turns into a sword. Yeah. So it's like, like uh, you know, magic, whatever. Yeah. Magics or science. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's my that's my I don't understand <laughs> Power Rangers soapbox. <laughs> if you have a problem with Julie's not understanding, you'd like to explain mm, it to her. Julie, you just don't understand the if, power if you're of if you're a man and you like Sentai and you'd like to explain it to Julie, please oh. email her at Julia. Wow. You know, you can email us. Why not? Why do people like anime <laughs> at at gmail.com? Please uh, address who you want to talk to specifically and, you know, explain things to. Just kidding. Please don't mansplain my uh, my co-host. Yeah. I'll fucking kill you. Okay. Uh, hypothetically. Hypothetically. Right. In, in Minecraft. I was like, what's the word you say allegedly or whatever? In, in Minecraft. I'll kill you. Yeah. In, my, in Minecraft. <laughs> Um, so the ending was sad. Uh, it did kind of break my heart a little bit. Yeah. Um, it made you cry, not I me. I cried. I was not super invested, but. <laughs> yeah, I cried a couple times in the show. Really? Yeah. Or I didn't, I didn't like full on. You like, weren't bawling. I, want, I wasn't sure. bawling, but a couple tears escaped. You were touched. I was touched. I mean, like looking at the show as a whole. Touched by an angel. Look, <laughs> I think the show is also sort of about, I think it's like about liking like tokusatsu or like power rangers to some extent yes like it's like it's kind of a it's kind of a love letter it's kind of yeah it's kind of a love letter like i think if if netflix were to ever do like a serious like power rangers adaptation this should probably be like kind of the tone of it didn't they make a power rangers movie yeah but it's like i i think there's too much baggage i think attached to power rangers where it's like it's it it's Power Rangers in its like base state is like a children's show and it's like kind of goofy and it's mm. silly and it's not very serious and there's no real character development. Mm. So you can't it's there's nothing really to like build like a serious narrative on top of. So you kind of have to make the thing about it. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of have to make like the phenomenon of Power Rangers sort of about the show or the thing. Like the comics kind of do that like they sort of they take kind of like the the characters and stuff like that and sort of move it in like an interesting enough way that it's it's sort of adult <laughs> whereas like i think like the the movie kind of fa- the movie kind of fails because it just sort of um it kind of goes too on the nose where it's like all right teenagers with attitude mm. and it's kind of you know i don't know edgy teens modern graphics <laughs> but yeah the ending uh yeah sh- uh Shinjo gets turned into a kaiju mm. by um, Alexis, right? Alexis is like an alien who has come to her world. I guess we didn't really say Alexis is like powering up her kaiju. Or yeah, somehow. you sort of learn that he's he's like um, he's involved. Yeah, he's involved and he's sort of manipulating her in in certain ways and sort of like a an enabler. Yeah, and it's like he's he's just there to make kaiju. He's he makes anti kaiju at some point, right? Yeah. When when uh, uh, Akanation Joe's just like not making any, so he's like, okay, well, I'm gonna pass off to whoever wants to make one, I guess. Yeah. And he's giving them life, right? Giving them shape and form. And then he's kind of like the final, final boss, <laughs> where like 
they he turns Akane into a kaiju and that's upsetting right that she's not really really in control even though she's the quote god of the world yeah and auntie ends up going to save her very a la uh shinji saving ray just saying yeah (laughs) pulling her out of the goop or whatever and then uh alexis turns into the boss boss and final battle ensues and gridman uses the power of love <laughs> not love but the power of, the power uh, of crea- mortality creation and mortality yes. the power of, of recognizing death and that yeah it's like it's like a very abstract concept but like and he also turns into the gridman from like the original show yeah and they play the theme yeah it's like it's very campy but it's like very effective yeah i liked it and they uh and they beat alexis well he realizes that he doesn't have to destroy he can also use creation like he's like simultaneously like rebuilding the world because you know after a certain point the world stops resetting because akane shinjo is just like getting more and more depressed (laughs) about what's happening and her losing control and and everything and they take down alexis through the power of whatever and power of fixing the world and uh riki is sitting there with akane being like you're gonna leave aren't you right and she's like yeah i think i gotta go yeah she's like there's nothing here for me obviously She's like, this is this was my escape, and as much as I love you and I want to stay friends with you, I can't. Yeah. I don't know. That did make me a little s- just sad that like there there was no real saving Akane Shinjo. Well, I mean, should we talk about like the end? End. Sure. So we're at that point. So. I mean, so everyone kind of says their goodbyes and, like, the anime stuff happens. And then at the very end of the show, the show turns into real life. Oh, live action? Live action. And it's a scene of a girl waking up. So the implication there is that Akane Shinjo, the whole thing was a dream. The whole thing was a dream? And she's back in the real world. Back where she belongs after creating this world to sort of escape into. Oh, wow. I didn't connect that. I thought it was just like a little like tip of the cap to the original. No. Mm, okay. Yeah. I see. That makes sense. That makes sense. It's a bummer. I mean, it's it's very... I, I think it's... It's it's kind of like when I think about my Animal Crossing characters and like if what they're doing or whatever <laughs> if I'm not there. They don't exist if I'm not there. I mean, I think it's I think it's very uh I think it's uplifting because now now the real Akination Joe is ready to go into the real world and and sort of deal with reality. Yeah, she's in this like dark ass room. Yeah. Like she's going through something obviously, right? Damn. Good catch, John. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I was a little like, why'd they do that? Wow. I thought it was another little nod to uh to a to the to the live action 
original, but also maybe a little Neon Genesis. Oh, uh, like they, they trippy, heard, yeah, tripping it out a little. <laughs> they heard that uh, <laughs> Ava Four was going to end with like a real world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, um. But even in the original, there's like yeah, live there's action those there's those like live action sequences. moments. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm generally not a fan when anime does that. I really like it way. because I don't think it's I I haven't seen it in a way that felt like stupid like it I has think it all feels gimmicky really I, I don't know i think it's i i look at it as artists using mixed media mm. to explore a message and the idea of reality i mean whatever doesn't matter it doesn't matter that much it's never used in excess but it's always it's always like an episode or a segment of showing an idiot audience not understanding your masterwork can you imagine if we were like adults when uh, SpongeBob was like in its prime and we were making this show, but about SpongeBob and that one episode where Squidward is like in the white alone world. Oh, man. <laughs> and then us like having to, to figure out if that was like genius or, <laughs> or really yeah. cheesy and like offbeat and stupid. It's funny how much my dad remembers of SpongeBob. Yeah, it was effective. Okay? I mean, it's like it's an effective show. I feel like talking to him about SpongeBob. It's like, man, he really like he was watching it with me. Yeah, yeah. It's like people who know the story of like Pup Patrol or something now. Yeah, or what's it called, Paw Patrol? Or pro- I mean, it'd probably be like a uh, fucking Steven Universe. I mean, Paw Patrol is like for little little kids. <sighs> yeah, but I mean SpongeBob is like I think that's like the same age range. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um anyway, sorry. Why do people like SSS Gridman? Um Julie. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Why do people like this? Uh I think it's a good sort of like I I I'm sticking with my it's a love letter to the genre. Um, and I think Trigger does these kind of, I because you think back to Kill a Kill, right? Where it's like uh, all this fan service kind of like playing up these like anime themes in a way that's like cool and different and not so obvious. And I think this sort of achieves that in a kind of maybe more subtle way, but still plays on like these anime themes of like mechs and neon genesis and uh tonkatsu not tonkatsu i keep calling it tonkatsu tokusatsu tokusatsu um taking an original taking something that was probably really good in its own right and uh making it better you know for the sake of the story you know um I don't know. I thought it was really good. I was surprised. I was not on board originally with you th- S you S thought S, it was, S Gridman. You thought it was going to be really stupid. I did, and and John almost picked a completely different random anime. And I wanted I, I wanted to watch. I was and, not ready. And I don't think this is like totally like what I originally intended to pick, but like I wanted to pick something that like like wasn't like Netflix anime. I know. Yeah, I I, I want to get back to. Sort and I'm of not. The... I'm not saying that to you know criticize you or anything like no i i just wanted to watch that that because i knew we wouldn't probably no i know but like you know uh i was i was like i was like huh i want to watch something that's like for the for the heads yeah for the real the real heads yeah 
Why do you think people like SSSSSSSSSSSS Gridman? Before I answer that, I also want to just like quickly mention that the character Auntie has, I think, a really incredible arc where sort of be like learns to become a human and becomes his own Gridman and is like kind of murdered, but then helps helps the rest of the Gridman is like awarded a morpher when the rest of the Gridman like when the the grid men <laughs> genesis junior high members and and uh uh fuck i i knew his name the whole time show no what's his uh uh alexis grid the main Who are you grid, talking about? grid man grid man the main character to to taku toku fuck. tatsu starts with a t Haku? Now, you're re- now you're really fucking Taco. me up <laughs> they're all they're all awarded a morpher he's awarded a morpher morpher and it's a very emotional moment. They all morph together. Mm. I think this is a uh, Utah. what? Utah. Utah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was like, no, you're you're not helping, <laughs> Julie. You're not helping me. Well, uh, yeah. Auntie comes in at the last second and sort of like, yes, he was created one way, but ends up choosing his own path, kind of opposite of what Riki was created. Yeah. So like she was created and 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 wanted to be that way. Versus uh, Auntie was created to destroy Gridman and end up basically turning into Gridman Part 2 yeah. by the end of the series. He, he And I think like uh, almost like a like a weird encapsulation of like Shinjo's like hatred. And then I think she sort of sees that he's able to become something else, mm. which I think also kind of pushes her to leave this world. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people really like this because it's really good. Yeah. Um, I think it's that like you create something, and then it it it's like when you make a baby, right? You make a baby, and you have all the intentions of of raising it to create it to make it into this this thing. You put it in gymnastics lessons, and you put it, you give it, you it's a mathlete, and then and then and then it gets to college and meets a punk rocker, and and then and then everything goes different for them they they choose their own path <laughs> do we do we like that i like it i mean truly it's like every intention you have to 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 set something onto a course like it will eventually take the wheel yeah and she keeps calling him a failed creation but you know what sometimes failure is okay yeah sometimes it is okay to fail and i think that well it's her failed creation yeah. but it's his life yeah so doesn't matter what she thinks of him at the end of the day. Yeah. And he sort of like takes his own, like he stops caring about what she thinks of him, basically. Yeah. But I think, I think people like SSS as Gridman because it S-S-S-S. really, I think in a, in a weird way, kind of recontextualizes all the things that I think people who really grew, like who grew up with, I'm assuming Sentai in Japan, but uh, from an American lens, like who grew up with like, power rangers and stuff like that and kind of like the themes of friendship and and unity and um helping one another and i think that it sort of explores those in a way that feels real and not not childish or stupid and and, uh legitimately rewarding and it's it's like 12 episodes and it's not that long a show but it, it feels uh I don't know. It feels like the perfect amount of, of, of program. Programming. Yeah. Literally. Thank you for listening. 
Hey, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to me listening to you. If you enjoyed listening, uh, feel free to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps us in the ranking. Um, Follow us on Instagram at Why Do People Like Anime. And once again, send us an email to Why Do People Like Anime at gmail.com. Please do not mansplain uh, Tokusatsu to Julie, uh, or <laughs> there will be consequences. <laughs> and uh if you want to buy a shirt or a hat they're gonna go on sale on thursday but and then the sale will end on sunday and that's it okay that's it that's it then back up again back up yeah i've just created those parameters just now we're gonna there you go (laughs) hey we're listening and next week more anime more anime that's it see how the lakes